0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode fifty-four of podcast Room Three Zero Three. I'm your host Jermaine Cloe Mendes, and this is my co-host Nicholas Moorhead. How are you doing today, Nick? That was good. I wonder if that gong noise made it into the uh,
1: made it into the podcast. That's good, man. Did you did you hear that, that when, you, when you adjusted your microphone?
0: Yeah, the little ding, the spring uh, popping, or whatever it yeah, was.
1: We yeah, have a, uh, we have a we have a. Sort of like a Chinese Japanese temple feel to this, where we're just gonna, you know, we're the Gong Show now.
0: It's a spiritual thing. It's a people spiritual wouldn't understand. Thing. That's right.
1: Well, we got a good show coming up for you. We're gonna do trivia, obviously. Uh, talk about the MLB and uh, the uh, 2021 farm rankings. Their prospect rankings came out. Uh, Champions League kicks off today, and over the next two weeks, we'll get that the the first uh, the first round of sixteen leg. Uh, and then we'll have some uh, – our main topic of the show is going to be our NBA uh, basically quarter season review, a month and a half in. So looking forward to it.
0: Amen, brother. This week's trivia brought to you by the minds of Nick and JC is which NFL teams have never beaten another NFL team?
1: It's a mind-boggling stat, by the way.
0: It shouldn't exist.
1: Yeah. It's I, it, like I, you you you've you said before coin flip league any given sunday and there are teams in the NFL that have uh, multiple meetings not one by the way th- these are not one game the 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 m- m- lowest amount of games that that these teams have played has been 5
0: yeah that's <laughs> that's 20% you know each try like and they still couldn't get it done so uh poo poo on you and stay tuned to find out the answer But in the meantime...
1: Pitchers and catchers, Jermaine, were getting so close. I I, I didn't know this. So before we start this this baseball section, I didn't know that the MLB rejected, or the MLBPA rejected the owner's 154-game season, and we're getting a full 162-game season.
0: Yep, that was along the lines when they rejected the uh, universal DH in the extended postseason.
1: Yeah, so... I, so I'm actually really excited that we that we have 162 games. So between tomorrow, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, all organizations will have their pitchers and catchers report, uh, and then the the whole team should report next week, uh, the 23rd, the 22nd, or the 23rd uh, for spring training.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, it just blows my mind that the Wednesday through Friday of this week we've got reports already happening
1: baseball's back baby
0: Trevor Bauer's been signed for what, all of 12 seconds and he's already got to show up
1: I think so yeah he can't even like he he can't even he can't go to Cabo and spend all that money
0: Yeah I he's dare got... I dare him to spend all that money
1: <laughs> I mean it, it would be hard to spend all that money So they released uh they released the the 2021 farm rankings Jermaine this is uh, this is a story from uh, ESPN, and and basically them using uh, MLB.com's uh, prospect rankings to basically say what teams are the best. All right, so I am going to give you I am going to give you the top five, and then I am going to give you the worst
0: one. <laughs> All right.
1: So I am going to give you the give you the top five, and then give you their their ranking last year. So the number one organization or the the, the fifth organization in baseball in terms of process rank. R- Prospect rankings. Jesus, I can't talk this morning. Uh, Number five, the Minnesota Twins. Last year, they were 13th. Okay? Okay. Number number four, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Last year, they were 11th. Number three, the Detroit Tigers. Last year, they were 6th. Number two, the Miami Marlins. Last year, they were 10th. And that's still the number one. And still... Uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, still the best organization in baseball.
0: Reigning and defending, you say?
1: Reigning and defending, that's at, right.
0: At least they have a title. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So, I, and then the, the worst ranked prospect system in the uh, major leagues is the Washington Nationals uh, at 30. They were 29 last year, but they do have a title
0: yeah that's true hey if you're gonna be 30 at least you have a recent world series title so that's uh, right. ob- obligatory uh podcast host rankings i'm 22 and you're 27 uh-huh so you know another l you're taking
1: yeah it's <laughs> i i mean like i, I don't even want to talk about it anymore my 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 excitement level here I, i'm gonna my excitement level is the current temperature in denver colorado Uh, 12 degrees, (laughs) 12 degrees. So your excitement level is 12, 12 (laughs) degrees out of, out of 100 degrees. My excitement level for this Colorado Rockies season is 12. I was also reading another ESPN article that, that came from this one that ranked basically the opening day lineups, uh, based on whoever this, uh, this ESPN insiders model was for expected runs and the Colorado Rockies are 30th. And he said that there, it's not very close.
0: You're expected to be the worst team in baseball?
1: Oh, the offense, yeah. the offense. Our lineup is supposed to be the worst lineup in baseball.
0: Oh, so it's hitting only. It's not pitching well,
1: p- well, pitching, we were 19th.
0: So what we're saying is, uh, for those of you listening at home, go ahead and take the under for Rockies win totals this season.
1: What we're telling you is that the Colorado Rockies pitching staff is only going to allow four runs a game, but their offense is only going to score three.
0: <laughs> dude you tell me that a team is only allowing four runs a game and i would think oh that's pretty good what's the league? what was the league average last year i don't know if you know this for runs off the top
1: of your
0: head 4.24 yeah so they're below league average from the last year At yeah gee, god lord that is yeah. classic rockies
1: yeah classic rockies <laughs> continuing a little bit the top three prospects uh welder franco waiter white Jesus Wander Franco for Tampa Bay he re- retains the title as number one number two doesn't change it's Adley Rustman for Baltimore and then our favorite terribly named prospect Spencer Torkelson uh for the Detroit Tigers is uh, is number one so it's, it's good to see with those prospect rankings like the Miami Marlins you see a lot in Miami that number two ranking is because the guys that they got from the Ozuna, the Yelich, the Stanton, Yelich.
0: Wasn't it a catcher, JT, Real Muto?
1: Oh, Real Muto. yeah. Those trades are starting to bear fruit right now. And, you know, right now I don't think Derek Jeter is a very good owner, but it might, you know, in the next couple of years if, if Miami pulls a Houston and these guys keep their upward trend that they've been having, I think we're going to be talking about Miami with a – a a very good group of prospects and also you know for fans of detroit and pittsburgh who have not had something to cheer about for a very long time it's it's that's also good news that that your that your systems are so high
0: jeter hasn't been good so far but he's given himself the potential
1: to be good oh he's all right he's i mean he's coming in and he's doing what an owner does allowing his team to win allowing his his front office staff to find players and and enabling them to to win games. One final, two final notes on the on the prospect rankings. Uh, the Orioles jumped from seventeenth to 8th, and the Toronto Blue Jays jumped from twentieth to eleventh. Since the rankings started in two thousand four, those are both the largest rankings jumps ever, season to season.
0: So s- switching nine spots is the biggest that's ever happened, and that's only. Go- That's only going up, not down.
1: This year, again, since the rankings were started in 2004, the Los Angeles Dodgers dropped from number four, which is just incredible. I think we talked about this last year. But the Dodgers had the number four prospect system and won a World Series. But they fell uh, from number four to number 16. That tied the largest decline ever.
0: Jesus. Who did they... Who did they trade?
1: I don't know. That's uh, that. That's a good question.
0: But is it because they're no longer prospects when they get to the active roster? Ex- exactly. Yeah. Mm. So the, I think they're calling up what like it was a second baseman, and then they called up the pitcher. What was his name? Dustin May.
1: Dustin May. Yeah. Which which I I saw a thing the other day with with uh, the the Dodgers the the Dodgers. Uh, rotation and the pitchers that they're basically put like their they're six-man rotation but the it's six-man uh,
0: rotation this year right Dustin May yeah, yeah Price Walker Bueller yeah,
1: yeah. but Justin May is Dustin May are going to be competing with Julio Urias
0: yeah sit five and six and so, they, they so are, they're predicting Urias is going into the bullpen that's crazy <laughs> which is not any word it's crazy he's, I'd he, say. he's
1: a he's a number three starter on most teams
0: yeah with upside with a, yeah
1: with like with like a chance to be like an ace in like yeah, the yeah. next year
0: yeah exactly like number three with upside which is wild yeah. three, it's just three wild plus out so
1: i mentioned at the beginning of the show champions league kicks off uh really over the next two weeks so today uh we get uh, rb leipzig and liverpool and we get what what i th- would in my opinion is the best match of the of the round of 16 which is Barca and PSG. Tomorrow, then, we get Sevilla and Dortmund, Porto and Juventus. On the 23rd of February, we'll get Atletico Madrid and Chelsea and Lazio and Bayern. And then the 24th, we'll get Atalanta against Real Madrid, which is my second, I'm looking forward to it, uh, second favorite game of the Champions League so far. And Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, or we can just say Gladbach, Uh, versus Man City that will be the final game looking at this Jermaine like I like I said uh, Barca PSG today that's gonna be a good matchup I'm intrigued tomorrow by Porto and Juventus so and then one thing
0: that one thing that fascinates me about tomorrow's matchups right it's obviously Barca PSG everyone wants to see that right Messi versus well Neymar's not playing but Leipzig versus Liverpool with Liverpool's current form it's not good <laughs> it's not great at all. Am I correct in saying that there's Klopp is like coming out and saying he's like I'm not leaving?
1: Yeah. So so he so he came out over this over the, the last week. I think it was the last. Maybe it was it was Saturday that they lost to Leicester or Leicester City, right? They they lost to Leicester City three one because they allowed three goals in the second half. They had one nothing in halftime. Allowed three goals in the second half. They are not good. Their form is not good. Liverpool's is not. He basically came out and said because of how well Man City is playing that he just wants to tell people right now, hey, don't get your panties in a bunch in two months when we don't win, when we don't defend the Premier League title because the way we're playing right now, there's no chance that we can retain the title. That's what he said, right? If like that was his press conference, he basically was like, "Listen, don't be upset. If right now I'm telling you, we if we keep playing like this, we will not retain the title. We need to play like astronomically better than this to re- to retain the title. So then it, it accelerated throughout the week, right? He, just simple coach talk, probably trying to motivate his players. Be like, look, we're not going to win the first yeah, title, and I don't think you guys are like even it. trying at this point. So basically basically the the English foot the notorious English football media took that and was like, "Oh, he's given up already." And then they've start now they started the classic English football rumors of, "Oh, he's Klopp's leaving Liverpool because now he's won the Premier League title there." You know, he's going to now he's going to He's gonna leave.
0: The media is so. This is one of the reasons why we started a podcast. We're just sick of hearing <laughs> it from them, dude. Yeah. The media is something else, man.
1: Well, you were. You had a. You had a fun little. You had a fun little tidbit about uh, Gladbach and and Man City on the twenty fourth. That matchup.
0: Gladbach and Dortmund have a have a strange link, right? They don't play on the same day. They play exactly a week apart. But Gladbach's current coach Marco Rose had a five million euro release clause
1: buyout clause yeah
0: yeah buyout clause yeah um because he was on loan to Gladbach and so BBB activated that clause and he'll return to their to their side by the end of uh, the season so at year's end, when the next season's about to kick off in August, he will be on the Dortmund sidelines, and they're like notorious rivals. Am I not mistaken?
1: Yeah, they're they're pretty big rivals. I mean, they play in they play around the the same the same city, Gladbach and and uh, Munchen Gladbach and. Uh... Dortmund. So
0: they, they both play in Borussia as the city, right?
1: Uh, no, Bo- Borussia is the region. I believe they play in the same region. Hold on.
0: Well, that's something we can easily check. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's pretty funny that we're talking about this like Gladbach has a chance versus Man City. Um, Man City is playing lights out right now, hence yeah. Yer- Hence Jurgen Klopp's comments. Uh, not only are they seven points ahead of the, the English Premier League table, they are probably going to smack Gladbach <laughs> and on the 24th of next week That should be pretty interesting. I love this Madrid Chelsea matchup solely for the sake of Eric. <laughs> I hope Chelsea gets smacked bro.
1: yeah it actually it should so it is funny so for for those longtime podcast listeners we have uh, Mr. Mr. Washington Eric Washington a former listener of the podcast. A, a no longer listener and and therefore dead to me. Jermaine's us to obviously maintain communication and friendship and and make it seem like nothing's wrong. But you know, I, I get a little bit from Jermaine that he's dead to Jermaine too. But Jermaine just doesn't want to admit it yet. And that's that's just being a good friend, holding on to hope, holding on to hope that Eric will one day come back and listen to the podcast. Uh, until then, fuck you, Eric. He is a avid Chelsea fan, as as stated in in the podcast, and he has made uh, repeated comments that atletico is not a good squad that their head coach is not a good head coach and that he does not deserve to be to continue to be the head coach of atletico madrid
0: the best part is chelsea just fired their coach (laughs) hired a previously fired coach (laughs) and if that coach loses to the coach that he hates it's just it's full circle,
1: baby. I mean, it, it's going to happen because that's that's the way things are working now. It's just going to come.
0: Shout full out circle. Mufasa, Circle of Life,
1: which, by the way, is a great way to explain death to children. Like, like that's like that's a very like it's a very weird topic, right? When you're when, when you're talking to to your future children,
0: Jermaine, if you have. Don't any. Don't put that juju on
1: me. I said, I said, if you have any, we we were walking by the side of the road, saw like a dead take bird. Take the under. <laughs> take, take the under. Yeah, take the under. Point five. <laughs> What do what, 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 you think Vegas would put your your odds of having children at 0.5? Really, your over under for children at 0.5? One
0: hundred percent. And if you know me, uh, life's too short to bet the under, so I'd bet the over and then hit that baby, bro. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm oh I oh I'm oh I I'm hammering the over. I'm I'm There's placing no my problem. bets right now. I might even I I'm, I might even go into like the like game section and try to see if I can get like an over one and a half.
0: Do buy a point. Don't put that juju on me,
1: dog. That's dude. I can't. That's plus money. That's value right there.
0: <laughs> that's a plus trip.
1: All right, so we'll get at the, the the main topic of our show today. About a month and a half into the season, we're going to talk about the, our, our NBA review. So our biggest surprises, our biggest uh, disappointments, uh, our favorite for awards, our, our all-star picks. Uh, any other tidbits that NBA expert JC Mendez wants to deposit d- deposit on us?
0: Yeah, so it's been a pretty interesting season. So I want to start off with the impact of COVID, right? So that's one of the questions I have down on here. But I've been watching a lot of hoops thanks to the NBA league pass you know they have a lot more games televised they have a lot more games televised now on uh you know four letter networks and three letter networks that's right i gotta stop plugging stuff if i'm not getting paid
1: pay the man cbs
0: (laughs) there's a lot of up and down right there's certain instances where teams just don't mentally have it and they'll be a top team and who just comes in and gets blown out you know what i mean like it's been very very odd to watch some of these games because you're like oh this is a surefire it's gonna happen and then you know for example like the lakers drop to the pistons the bucks drop to man the bucks drop two back to back to like super questionable teams the miami heat the defending easter conference champions are currently not in the playoff picture well all right so they
1: are currently 11 and 15 so
0: technically that
1: was what i was going to say is that the play the eastern playoff picture is wide open
0: right because they're they're six and a half back from number one the
1: cleveland cavaliers who are 10 and 18 are two and a half games back from a playoff spot
0: also we covered it seven through ten are doing a whole play-in style tournament bracket so so
1: miami's that don't yeah don't don't let Miami get in.
0: Yeah, don't let them get in, dude. So I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. But as as Nick alluded to, we're going to cover the Eastern standings right now. So
1: what's well, so, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me ask you a question. So you said COVID impact, right? You said people are getting blown out. Do you think that wh- what impact do you think these back to back, these home and away, these away home games have had on the season so far?
0: So yeah, that's a that's a good question
1: because it's the it's the most in it's the most back to back games in NBA history in a time where the NBA was trying to reduce back to back games for you know player comfort and whatnot.
0: Yeah, but it's also I actually think this is going to stay. So this is one of the questions that I had asked uh, or you know typed out for us to cover. But I think it's going to stay. But what they're essentially doing is they're doing two two game home stands against opponents. Right? So it's technically less travel. right? It's less travel, same hotel, regular sleep, you know, things of that nature. So if I fly into Denver and I'm slated to play them on Thursday, I will also play them on Friday. So it's instead of flying to Denver twice in a year to play them, I'm only flying in once.
1: Yeah, but I've seen a lot of, hey, I'm going to be in Denver. Let's say you're a Chicago Bull. Hey, I'm going to be in Denver on Thursday night, and then I'm going to be back in Chicago Friday night. There's been almost as much as that. Looking like looking at the schedule, like a, a an away home game back to back.
0: Oh, I haven't really noticed that. I haven't really paid attention to that.
1: The the other reason I know is because of the model. Like every, you know, I, I don't bet those games.
0: Yeah, you kind of want to stay away from those. But that's interesting. I'll have to take a look at that more often. I was under the impression that it was home and home. No,
1: it's no, it's 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 like you know they have they have the they have the home and home. They have the road road. Right, which is a, which should be an auto bet. If you're not auto betting road road back to back road road, you're wrong. But no, they do a lot of like, hey, I'm in Denver this night, and now I'm going to be back home the next night, or I'm in Chicago, and then I go to Denver the next night.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'll have to double check that. I I wasn't privy, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to that to to notice. It. Oh,
1: you're pretty man. Don't don't say that. You're pretty,
0: pretty fly
1: for a his for a Hispanic guy. <laughs> And so Jermaine alluded that like the Eastern Conference standings right now, there is, uh, I, I won't go over each team individually, but there's only three teams, the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Nets that are over 500 right now. The number four and five seed, the Celtics and the Pacers are 500. And then like Jermaine said, number 10 gets into the playoffs, you know, gets into the playing games, six through 10 are all under 500. So my, my surprises for the East remain and we can uh, we can elaborate on this. Good surprises the Hornets and the Knicks, 6 and 7, the Bulls at 9. Yeah. And then you alluded to the Bulls are going to the playoffs, man. And then you alluded it to it too, the Raptors and the Heat. I I don't see where that talent on that roster produces this kind of on-court play.
0: Yeah, definitely biggest disappointments. These teams have been ravaged by Covid, right? As most teams, so yeah. it's not an excuse. Everyone's playing in the same climate. It's all about how well your team follows protocols and doesn't get you know close contact, high risk, or contracting it outright. Hashtag Lou Williams. Hashtag <laughs> lemon Lou. Yeah. So just just to elaborate a little bit on what Nick said from sixth through
1: 13. I was just gonna say this is in contrast to the western Conference who you have to, to to get to a team that is at 500 you get to the number nine seed Memphis Grizzlies
0: right and so this is what crazy what's crazy the six seed and the 14 seed hell if you go down to the 15 seed there is only f- there's only four to five games dividing those teams that's how close it is to the bottom of the barrel one of those teams at the bottoms makes a trade bottoms makes a trade they're gonna they a catapult up this ranking like crazy it's so odd to see this and so nick touched on his surprises right which are the obvious choice the new york knicks which i picked before the season and charlotte i won't count chicago because chicago is
1: long time yeah, coming
0: boo toronto miami and atlanta and Orlando. Those four teams were expected to make huge leaps this year into the top. Some of those teams cracking the top four, especially by Miami. At this moment, the basketball that they're playing is no good. Like it looks like the Magic should be sellers at the trade deadline. In a year, Seriously? in a year where ten teams can make it, it looks like the Magic should trade players away. Atlanta, who knows what happens? They spent big money. They kept their rookie star, John Collins. Who's now unhappy with Trey Young? They traded for Clint Capilla last year at the trade deadline. He's finally playing this year, and they're still 11 and 16. That to me, Atlanta is the biggest shock. And that that's there's too much talent on that team. And the fact that Miami is ahead of them with all the COVID and all the injuries and all this other stuff, and the fact that they really don't have anyone after Jimmy and Bam is really crazy that atlanta can't be above miami
1: the crazy thing is here's here's the tale of two cities right now in the last 10 the new york knicks are six and four they're on a three-game winning streak right now in the last 10 the hawks are two and eight and they've lost four straight that is the difference between six and eleven right now if you go on a winning streak you're basically in sixth place right if any of these six to thirteen teams hit a winning streak for example, Cleveland Cavaliers have lost seven in a row, and they're still two and a half games back from the eighth seed.
0: It, it, that's crazy. It should not be a thing. It it really should not. And I mean, who knows? But it's bizarre to me. The, the Eastern Conference. I in a conference that we expected to see marketable improvement, we've kind of seen the opposite. It's been stagnation of player player development. Coaching hasn't been there. Questionable decisions. Even the Boston Celtics. Right? The Boston Celtics are always these preseason darling, preseason favorite, championship favorites. To me, every time I look at them, I'm like, they're missing something. And right now, at the 5 seed, behind Indiana who traded away Victor Oladipo and lost Karis LeVert. <laughs> Indiana, who just lost to Chicago today, has a better record than the Boston Celtics right now. That team's missing something. I can't quite put my finger on it, but they don't... What my thing is, is they just don't have a defensive edge. If their offense is not hitting, Boston can't win that game. And more often yeah. than not, Boston's offense has not been hitting right now. It might be time to to drop the Kemba Walker experience.
1: No doubt. And I... like that the the eastern conference has performed like performed well below expectations i mean even the i mean like the bucks 16 and 11 right now they i mean they're not good they're not playing decent away even the 76ers like yeah the 70, they're good right now 18 and 9 right you would have to go down to 9 the memphis grizzlies before you get a team that's in 500 what are your for the western conference the jazz and the suns are playing out of their mind right now
0: yeah, it's, it's really crazy, but this is my biggest complaint with Chicago, right? We lead the league in turnovers, and most of our assists comes off the bench because we don't have a point guard. You add a veteran point guard to a playoff team and see what happens. Mike Conley struggled mightily last year, but Mike Conley turned around this year, and now he's playing. Not all-star level. He's, he's kind of... He's kind of more in his latter half of his career where he's not quite that all-star guy anymore, but he's stabilized. Just like Chris Paul, Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation. Chris Paul doesn't have the numbers or the stats or anything like that, but you see you put him on this Phoenix team, which had unproven talent and unproven players, and all of a sudden that – Phoenix team is balling and has respect who currently sit fourth in the powerhouse Western conference. That's right. The Phoenix suns have the, what is it? Sixth or seventh best. So Philadelphia is the only East team in the top five, but Phoenix suns is nipping right at their heels at the number six spot. So that's for sure hands down the surprise the disappointment in the western conference is the denver nuggets and the dallas mavericks i mean denver
1: denver needs denver just needs to get it rolling like they just need to figure out with the covid and 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 all that with the covid stuff they've had been going on they're still four games above 500 i i assume it'll catch the the tires will catch eventually right like you you will have to think there's too much talent on this Denver team not to be good.
0: Jamal Murray has completely disappeared. And I I got flack for putting Jamal Murray as my fourth best player when we're ranking uh these four guards in the Western Conference. It was Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, um Jamal Murray and uh man, there was another young guard that I I can't quite put my finger on it right now. But We were ranking on him, and I put Jamal Murray fourth, and this was when Jamal Murray was going through his explosion, right? His small bubble sample size and he was exploding for 50 points every single game and dueling Donovan Mitchell in one of the, like, the dopest you know playoff series I've ever seen since Vince Carter and AI had their own duel of the same ilk but to me it was the benefit of that environment and now where he has to prove it night in night out where it's mentally taxing where you're on the road and you're locked down stricter than you were in the bubble right you have less interaction with your newborn child and your, and your baby there's less practice because teams aren't practicing right now. And it's showing. He looks like he lacks confidence on the court right now. And in order for Denver to achieve the pinnacle that they achieved before and even further, they need Jamal Murray to absolutely get his confidence back. He's been dealing with some injuries, but that's no excuse. People play hurt all the time. I am guarantee you LeBron plays yeah. hurt. Anthony yeah. Davis plays hurt. Luka Doncic plays hurt. Dame Lillard plays hurt. Joel Embiid sure as hell plays hurt. You know what I mean? These are the top guys. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, etc, etc. At a certain point in time, if you want to be that guy, if you're putting that pressure on yourself and you're striving, you're aspiring to be that guy, you've got to prove it on a night-in, night-out basis. And right now, Jamal Murray's not doing it. And when Jokic is playing like an MVP and you can't meet him halfway way this is it's all on you dude so that pressure is only gonna mount it's gonna mount more and more and more
1: also the, the the warriors at eight are a nice pleasant surprise in the west they're sticking around don't let the warriors stick around
0: if clay thompson was playing the warriors masterful trade last year of d'angelo russell to the timberwolves for andrew wiggins and that first round pick with the minnesota Wim- timberwolves having the worst record in the nba <laughs> right now <laughs> And that pick belongs to go- to Golden State. I'm just saying, they have the opportunity to go and get a guy. Right? Like, to go and get a guy that moves the needle. And there's a few names out there. There's a few names out there that would absolutely just... Psh. First of all, the league would melt. The NBA Twitter, all my friends and fans would lose their minds if they were able to snag a guy like Bradley Beal. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they have they have the ammunition, right? James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins... That first round pick, hey, if you gotta sweeten it a little more, you can, and getting Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, Steph Curry, and then you trade comes James back. Wiseman, yeah. So my my theory is right, James Wiseman tons of potential love the way he looks he's hurt right now that's unfortunate I think he has tons of upside that dude's he's got a monster ceiling if he continues to develop that's always the question right but your core is 30 plus years old Steph Curry's coming off injury Draymond's constantly getting hurt Klay Thompson's coming off major major injuries either you're going to maximize this core now or you're going to make a move to get out of this core and and based on Steph Curry's play and Bob Myers and Steve Kerr's aggressive nature the fact that they were coached and groomed by by Jerry West prior, they're going to be aggressive. You know what I mean? So I think going and getting a guy like Bradley Beal right now and creating one of the most dynamic backcourts in basketball with Steph Curry and Bradley Beal would definitely be something to look at. It's something to consider. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that'd be a very interesting fit. That'd be something i like to see. Another trade that i like to see, I'd like to see Kyle Lowry get traded to either the Miami Heat or the Denver Nuggets.
1: Interesting. I
0: just think... I just think that Kyle Lowry's a free agent after this season. Toronto is playing awful. Uh, Pascal Siakam missed a game-winning layup at point blank range yesterday. Even though Masai Ujiri is exploring Andre Drummond trade options right now, I th- I think the Raptors should be sellers. I think you move on from Lowry and you open up minutes for some of your younger guys and you help develop them now. And instead of bringing on more liability and more assets and giving up assets to get those, you try to develop what you have now by giving them more and more time. You have Fred Van Vliet to be your point guard of the future. You know, your Drake clone. And Kyle Lowry is playing is still playing good at 34 years old and can help one of these teams win. That's Frederico. Now, depending on asking price and, and depending on... Asking price, obviously, but Miami getting that point guard right because Drogic doesn't seem to be it. Uh, Tyler Hero um, might be a beneficiary of that bubble environment, just like everyone else. Since he, you know, he didn't have any, ch- I, not that I know of, he didn't have any children and didn't have a wife. I think that that'd be an exciting trade to see. But you know, this is just me spitballing as far as those goes. So biggest surprises, disappointments. There's definitely a lot this year, but this year is has been very, very interesting. Uh for we do have to spotlight Philadelphia because we everyone made fun of Philadelphia all last year. Because of all the talent they had and all the moves they made and they let Jimmy Butler walk and blah blah blah. And Daryl Moore and Doc Rivers in what is it? Twenty seven games now? They have that team at the top of the East looking like a problem. Looking like a problem. I, I do want to spotlight well, like
1: that. See, I mean they're 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 the clear favorite in the East right now, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, there's there is no one I see right now aside from Brooklyn that could probably beat Philadelphia. But Brooklyn is purely based on, on talent. It's not necessarily on all four product.
1: Yeah. So looking so so looking forward to individual players, right? So LeBron James is winning his fifth MVP right now
0: he is the odds-on favorite I actually I mean <laughs> look I'm not gonna Le, I'm not gonna say no to LeBron James winning the MVP you'll never ever hear me say mm-hmm. he shouldn't be the MVP just like last year I was like I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron won it I thought Giannis would win it which I was right I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron won won it LeBron should win it almost every year everyone knows that you know what I mean but they, they, there's so there's this thing when you you reach a uh, a plateau of greatness which is happening with Jokic right now which is happening with Giannis right now which happened with Steph Curry where everyone was doubting whether he was good enough to carry a team and blah 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 Early in the season remember when we talked about that there's a plateau to greatness in the NBA where it's like you're so used to these guys doing the amazing that it no longer amazes anymore it's a Mike Trout effect exactly that's one of the reasons why we sit here and glow about Mike Trout every every 12 seconds when we can. But, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, LeBron, LeBron put up 25, 9, and 8. That's that's cool. Jokic puts up. The dude is close to averaging a triple double. And like the other day, everyone was just like, yeah, 25, 12, and 9, that's that's a good game. <laughs> and I'm just like
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's a great game, by the way, everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening. Um yeah, LeBron is the favorite. I would personally the resurgence of the big man this year with the way Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid are playing and the fact that, you know, they've essentially been relegated out as these dinosaurs that can't do it anymore, but they're, you know, they're still dominating the league. I would like to see one of them winning. Uh my personally is Joel Embiid right now even though I mess with Eric who doesn't listen to the podcast by telling him that Nikolai Jokic is the best big man in the league you know I I think Embiid is the front runner for the MVP in my mind but I wouldn't be shocked if LeBron won
1: so rookie of the year I have Lamella Ball I I think that's the that's the guy he's he's been the biggest surprise for the Hornets like we thought he was going to be good we didn't think he was going to be this good I didn't think he was going to be this good
0: so I was on record saying he should be the number one pick. So, uh, in a dra- oh, draft draft oh, class that was that was kind of lacking, you know what I mean? I thought it was shocking that Minnesota didn't go for the star power and upside of Lamelo, and he's proven them wrong, especially with the inefficiency of of Anthony Edwards right now. But I did read a a few like you know everyone likes to redraft the picks and whatever and I'm like, all right, yeah. It's fair. It's fair because some teams swung and missed. And uh the top five went Lamello Ball, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, and Patrick Williams, which is the Bulls rookie, who's like quietly been balling, but because he doesn't have like the flash and panache and obviously doesn't have the ball in his hands as much as those other guys. Um or he isn't seven foot tall doing guard things. So nobody really talks about him. But, you know, I I think those are the top five rookies right now, and none of them are close to LaMelo. Wiseman could have competed, but, you know, his injury is derailing that as we speak. And I just think in, a, in an award that's given out for a year's effort, and you don't even play, you know... You miss about thirty percent of that year. I don't think you're getting that award.
1: Give me your. I think you. I think you might be not plus money anymore. Give me your uh, picks, Jermaine. Since now you've seen a month and a half. Give me your picks to uh, your Eastern Conference final matchup and your Western Conference final matchup, and then we'll move on.
0: Eastern Conference is easy. It's Philadelphia versus Brooklyn, unless Brooklyn messes it up. I have Philadelphia winning that series unless Brooklyn shows the ability to guard Joel Embiid, but I don't know how likely that is because nobody can guard him right now. And uh, so I've got Philadelphia making it.
1: Okay, so Philadelphia moving to the finals from the East.
0: Yeah, and then I've got obviously Lakers in Western Conference because you don't bet against LeBron and Anthony Davis, even though I just found out the other day that Le- Anthony Davis has like chronic tendon tendinosis, which is like worse than tendinitis. It's like debilitating.
1: It's basically when tendinitis it's basically when tendon it's what tendinitis degenerates into. Tendinitis is swelling. It'll go away. If it doesn't go away or you don't catch it, then it becomes tendinosis. Yeah,
0: so it's chronic. Like it's gonna get worse as he gets older. <laughs> and in the Western Conference, I still don't trust the Jazz despite how hot fire the Jazz are playing. I mean they've only lost five games. So you've said a lot. But for some reason I just I watched that team, and in a seven-game series, I think they can be solved and solved effectively. That's what you're picking. So I think the Los Angeles Lakers are actually going to play a surprise pick from me. and I think it's going to be the Phoenix Suns because I also don't trust the Clippers.
1: You think Phoenix is going to get hot in the playoffs again?
0: I think Chris Paul finally gets, finally gets to the Western or to a conference finals. And Well, he might have made it before with Houston. But I think he gets there and loses again, obviously. But I think that it's Devin Booker's coming out party. And DeAndre Ayton's going to get better and better. I think that they have really good pieces around that squad that are good for winning playoff matchups. Jamison Crowder, Cameron Johnson, Mikael Bridges, um, Aaron Bain. I just like the makeup of that team. And... I expect them to be aggressive at the trade deadline that they make a move that's quiet but it absolutely moves the needle for that squad. how about you yeah
1: no I I, I, I could I, I, I want to see And this is a straight homer pick right because I've been you know punched in the uh, punched in the dick way too much by my sports teams but I would love to see I, I think you can't look past 76ers bucks. And I think right now that was a matchup that at the beginning of the year you would probably have said the bucks are going to win it and right now I don't think I, I think you there's no way that like you said the bucks can stop Joel Embiid. so the 76ers win that one. the Lakers again you don't bet against the Lakers right now the way that LeBron's playing somehow. A dude can win a world Se- or not a world series. A, a dude can win an NBA finals and then somehow find something to get angry at. To, to get at thirty six, get get angry at something and get angry at like young kids on his lawn or something and come back to be even better than he was last year. Again, I I, I don't trust the Jazz. I I think Phoenix is is more of they're somewhere in the middle of the team they are right now and the team that, and the and the team that they that was not good last year and and managed to like kill it in the bubble. I think they're somewhere in between that. I don't think they should. Maybe I, maybe I'm uh, underestimating them. I still think Denver is the second best team in the Western Conference. Like you said, Jamal Murray has completely disappeared. He's he's out on a boat somewhere, right? Once they can find him, Moby Dick style, and bring him back to the team, I, I think. And 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 if the, you know, if they are a buyer at the trade deadline and could make a big move for someone, I mean, we're talking about the the nuggets lakers nba final western conference western conference finals yeah yeah, yeah. western conference finals but the, I, the the lakers and the the lakers and the sixers right now is is looking like the best nba finals matchup
0: yeah and i watched him play the other day and it was a damn good game so i'd be all right with that for seven games all right so uh last thing give me yeah. your three favorites that you want to see make an all-star this year they could have made it before It's just three favorites. It's just three
1: favorites that I want to make an all star.
0: Yeah, or it could be someone who hasn't made it. I don't know.
1: Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and Lamel Ball. I mean, those those would be. I mean, like it's it's the guys we've talked about before, right? It's it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they should have an all star team. I don't think they should have an all star game this year. But
0: but yeah, they they shouldn't. You
1: know, James Harden needs to go to Vegas and party. So
0: it's in Atlanta.
1: James Harden needs to party in Vegas. So. Oh, well, then I hear Atlanta has some pretty good strip clubs, so he needs to go to Atlanta and, and you know, go to Yeah, the that club. was the
0: same comment I was going to make. I'm going to pick the homer pick, Zach Levine, and I'm going to pick Bradley Beal, and then I'm going to pick um, DeMontis Sabonis for the Indiana Pacers. Those are the three I really, really want to make it, all from the Eastern Conference.
1: That's not a real name that you just said. You just made up – that was a NBA 2K-created player name.
0: Second generation. His father is in the Hall of Fame. Wow.
1: Guess I'm the ass. Ar-
0: Arbitas. That's his father's name. His name is
1: Arbitas Sambonis. Some dude co- some dude copied that name down wrong.
0: He's arguably one of the best European players to ever play in the NBA. Until a guy named Dirk Nowinski came over.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, isn't it Dirk Nowinski?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Dirk Nowinski. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but he, he's really good, and his son is probably better. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that.
1: That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So that's that's our that's our NBA pre- preview. Obviously, we'll we'll, we'll do kind of like a mid season review uh, at some point, and and kind of go over you know what we said here and 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 stuff like that. But let's now, now we're going to move into my personal favorite segment, Feynman Cutup. Now, Jermaine and I, Jermaine and I have a little bit of differing opinion on this first one. So Houston, the Houston Texans apparently had trade offers for JJ Watt, and still released him. I am of the camp that says if you have a superstar that wants out and he's under contract, then he is then he can want out as much as he wants, but it's your right as a general manager to get the most return on asset for that player, regardless of whatever he is, a franchise GOAT or or not. Your thoughts on this, Jermaine.
0: Alright, so I want to be a general manager and as a general manager, you know me, I'm frugal, fickle, and If anything, but smart and you get whatever you can get for him. But I had to sit back and think, man, did they release him so he can go where he wants as a franchise goat? As somebody who's done so much for that city, and as part of Manfred's master plan, the Manfred Mafia strikes again, dude.
1: Uh, yeah, I listen until it comes out like, in twenty years that Manfred actually orchestrated all this just to get back on the Astros. I still think he's a blubbering idiot. So <laughs> I'm not going to give him. But I mean, I guess those those are those are the best people to to concoct these. You know these master plans is make it seem like you know make it seem like you're you're just a, a big idiot. I I do like the the comment that you made pre show. Talk about Jack Easterby departures. If you guys don't know about Jack Easterby, there there's a there's a Sports Illustrated column on him that is pretty i, I it's pretty good investigative reporting on how he came to be Th- this this oh uh, this GM in the nfl with very little front office or player operations experience listen i I, listen just like jermaine i would i want to be i want to work in the front office of a professional sports organization but i'm not just going to go in there and ask to be general manager with by being a team chaplain for a couple years and that's essentially what jack easterby is right now
0: part of the manfred mafia i just want to touch on this Raphael stone eli whitis or wittis and Jack Easterby, dude. April of 2019. General Manager Brian Gain, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, head coach Bill O'Brien, head of PR Amy Paulsick, president James Roots, team captain JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson pending. Look at those job titles. I'm talking general manager, head coach, president, head of PR, star wide receiver. And team captain, J.J. Watt. And that's not to mention Jadabion Clowney.
1: It, did this turn Did this turn into a Jack Easterby fine and cut?
0: It's absolutely... He's part of the Manfred Mafia. This is what I've been telling you. This is my conspiracy theory. Jack Easterby gets put into place after the Astros cheating scandal, right? Chaplin gets promoted, which is what you just said, which is outlandish. Who more could do this but Rob Manfred? Then you have Daryl Morey who gets... Gets dumped. That is a Rob. That
1: is a Rob Manford move.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daryl Morey gets dumped. Mike D'Antoni gets dumped. Mike D'Antoni is now an assistant coach on the Brooklyn Nets, who we just picked to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Daryl Morey is the new president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers, who we just praised for being the number one team in the East and fixed their space and play problem from the year before. By firing their head coach and hiring Doc Rivers. This is the Manfred Mafia, bro. Jack Easterby, Eli Wittes, and Raphael Stone are Manfred Mafia men. And they are single-handedly taking down the city of Houston for cheating the game. So,
1: for all of you guys out there, if the podcast just all of a sudden goes off air, it's because Jermaine is revealing the, the great secret and the men in black suits are, are going to come and, and black bag him.
0: Hold on one second. got to so, knock at so the door. The,
1: I guess... I. I, I <laughs> yeah, go yeah, go check that out, dude. Um, I, I I think that I I don't really know where this went in terms of finding cut, so I'm just gonna say we're finding and cutting Jackie Easterby Jack Easterby. Because why would you work under Rob Manfred? Yeah, Jack Easterby, whatever. Uh, so the the second one is uh, at, at the at an at the uh, UFC event this weekend. Uh, what was what's Marquez's first name?
0: Uh, let me get it for you. I know it's he's Cuban, I just keep forgetting his first name.
1: So UFC fighter Marquez, right? Jermaine will Ju- get the name Julian. here. Julian is his first name in the second. Julian. Julian Marquez in his in his pre fight or post fight interview shot his shot at Miley Cyrus, basically asking Miley Cyrus to be his Valentine for Valentine's Day. I thought it was awesome. right, so trends on the internet. Miley Cyrus then replies to both ESPN and him and says, shave an MC into your chest hair and we'll get to be Valentine's. That seems pretty simple. Chest hair grows back. This idiot, he responds that for her to accept, for him to accept her... Request of his request to be her Valentine. She has to get a henna tattoo of the Cuban Missile Crisis above her belly button. My guy, you just shot your shot at someone that should have never, that you are not even in the same social stratosphere as. She responded, and you had to do one thing, you said to shave an MC. Easy, good to go. And then guess what? You could have taken a picture on Instagram and been like, here, I did it. Or just DM her the picture of it, right? Just DM, And then you'll probably start a conversation. Instead, you, instead you come back with this, I, you want to stay relevant BS of she has to get a Cuban Missile Crisis tattoo above the belly button, Tupac style. Are you kidding me, man? This is like this is like being at being at the casino, winning a bunch on blackjack, and then walking to the roulette table and being like, Mom, it'll hit double zero and just chunk all your money that you just won on that double zero and it missing because you're an idiot. That's all I have to say about it.
0: What a simple request from her and and you could have got it. And whatever. You could put MC in and if she laughs in your face, you just put another C in front of it and be like, nah. <laughs> it's Cuban Missile Crisis dog. Or just shave all your chest. It's really simple. Or
1: you go and you say I upped you, and you shave your chest, and then you get a henna
0: tattoo of MC
1: on your chest.
0: <laughs> there were so many better. There were so many better options. You should. He could have said, "Hey, hey, you can shave the, shave it in my chest."
1: Yeah, that's the first one. That's the that's the first that you go to. Hey, you shave it into my chest. There it is. Well, but whatever. I'm moving on. You're fine and cut. There, are Marquez for your freaking dumbass. And then finally, you're right? We we have Urban Meyer's first <laughs> two weeks in the NFL marred in controversy already because the Jags can't get out of their own way. They're the Colorado Rockies of the NFL.
0: No, it's classic Urban uh, Meyer. They hired
1: Chris Do- Chris Doyle. They they hired Chris Doyle, uh, and then he resigned the next day because when he was the strength and conditioning coach at Iowa, a bunch of players accused him of having racist and sexist remarks, and I think that Iowa lost a couple of players because. They didn't want to be at Iowa anymore when this guy was the strength coach. Urban Meyer hires him at Jacksonville. NFL players who are a different breed than college players because now you're getting paid. You're a professional, and you know if anyone's gonna, you know if anyone's gonna sacrifice your money, you're you don't want it. They said no, we don't like this guy. So now Urban Meyer. So now the and then the Jags butchered it even further by releasing three press releases if in the span of two days, including the first one at 11 p.m. at night.
0: Classic classic urban meyer it's this is how he runs it everywhere
1: scandals and and all that but you're not you're you're not able to hide i was reading an article the other day that said you're not you're not able to hide in the nfl like you can in college so good luck to urban meyer let's see how many let's see if he even makes it a year with jacksonville before we find out that he that he hired a a, a, a pedophile who runs an ice cream van but god dang can he coach a running back but that's 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 all that i got for find him and cut him. Uh, Jermaine, you want to do the trivia question? Nah, you got it. So we asked you which NFL team uh, has never beaten, which NFL teams have never beaten another NFL team. There's two of them. The I'm going to go over the Houston to it. The, the Houston Texans, obviously a, a, a punching bag of this podcast, are 0 and 5 against both the Eagles and the Vikings all time. 0 and 5 against those two teams. The second team is the New York Jets the New York Jets all time against the Philadelphia Eagles are 0 and 11. 11 times they've faced the Philadelphia Eagles and 11 times they have left in defeat. So it has to be so I, I asked you this at the at the, at the uh or uh, before the start of the podcast. It has to be an auto bet for the Jets, right? Jets Eagles, which the next meeting we get is in 2023. It has to be an auto Jet money line
0: bet. Statistically speaking, yes.
1: So we're adding that next year to our NFL bets. The Jets, the Texans when they play the Eagles, and the the Texans when they play the Vikings. And I believe the Texans do play the, both the Eagles and the Vikings next year.
0: Hot fire. Let's parlay it.
1: That would be a very simple lookup. But, yeah, parlay it. Every, yeah, 2020. Can I get lines on a 2023 uh, Jets-Eagles game? I don't need it. Money line. But,
0: <laughs>
1: money line. But we appreciate all you guys for listening. Uh, the It was actually two days ago was our – uh, one of our l- largest download day like single download days uh, in podcast history so we appreciate we appreciate you guys for that uh, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at podcast room 303 let us know what you guys think about what we talked about